Joseph, let's start off by talking about your Netflix price target hike this morning. You're bullish on the stock. Walk us through the latest and what you're updating here. Sure, it's actually a rating change there, Oliver, also. Okay. And good morning. Um, so uh, let's talk about why I was a little skeptical of Netflix to begin with. I mean, valuation was an issue, cash flow, that cash burn rate was an issue. Um, you know, there were, there, were another, there were other issues in there. But um, so, that, so Netflix is off its, what's off its January highs. You know, they look, probably are going to go cash flow positive uh, this quarter, maybe in one or two quarters, and but really, uh, the the rating change and the and the upgrade are, are around you know, the structural advantage they have and that first mover advantage. We've seen a lot of competition come on in the next in the last uh, year and a half. We had Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, HBO Max, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus, all these new competitors. Well, there's really only one viable competitor, and that's Disney. Um, the rest are way, way behind. So, so you've got a, a sustainable uh, uh, first mover advantage with Netflix. Um, there are some issues around, is 2021 going to be as good a year as 2020? Um, but I think long term, we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about a structural advantage here. So a structural advantage and then it seems like also maybe a chart that's gone nowhere for several months, right? Netflix tried to break out and it failed. So relative to the rest of the market, it really hasn't done much since June. Correct, correct. I mean, there's been, like I said, there's a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of um, uh, concern about what's going to happen. They, they had a banner year in 2020. Subscribers came on. They had a price increase. Great for revenue. Great for subscriber additions. What's going to happen now is, is we're in this uh, kind of uncertainty, uncertainty phase right now. Okay. So looking at a, uh, a high previously of about 593, uh, but you're saying this thing can run even further to 650. Oh, stay with us, Joseph, because I want to hear your preview for Adobe. But right now we're going to trade Netflix uh, with the new uh, rating in mind. Let's bring in Tom, guys. Let's look at what the options market uh, gives us in terms of being able to put on a, a bullish position here. Tom, what do you see? Well, I think the biggest thing you want to do when, you know, positioning in Netflix is reducing your exposure or the cost on uh, maybe a bullish position to Joe's uh, uh, point here and how do you take advantage of that well I looked at uh, uh, a skewed butterfly uh, to the call side where it's going to be a low low cost entry point with a decent risk reward and I've got no uh, upside risk at all so it's all profit above the break even here and I looked at buying the 530 strike calls uh, which are slightly in the money and then selling to the 550 strike calls that's the apex of this butterfly. And then against that, buying one of the 555 strike calls for this skewed uh, call butterfly. Pay roughly about a $7 debit on this. That's it. it. All the exposure that you have per spread is $7 or $700. Uh, break even's about 537 to the upside, which is basically where the stock is currently over the next 24 days. So using the April cycle as a short-term play, they do have earnings on the 20th of April, so I kind of want to avoid that. But if you think that Netflix is going to run up into those earnings, this might be the way to play it because of that, um, that break-even point only at the 537 level and you're only risking $700 to maybe double your money here at the apex of this butterfly, which is at the 550 strike, with no risk to the upside. Okay, break even uh, for this Netflix trade. Pretty uh, close to where we are right now. So just looking for anything to the upside here, right now all the way up to 
600 bucks plus. Okay, Tom, you're going to trade Adobe for us, but I want to bring Joseph back in and let's talk about what to look for in uh, the cloud staple that has also not exactly been the best performer uh, here, Joseph. Adobe set highs back in September. Yeah, no, they got, they got hit with the, the, the uh, tech sell-off, as a lot of stocks did. Um, what you've got with Adobe here, um, you got to think, you know, we all know the, the PDF documents that we all know and love well, um, but the real uh, heart of this business is digital media. You know, it's, it's, this, it's the creation and management of digital content. And uh, that's not really going away. <laughs> There's a very strong secular trend, in, 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 you know, in that, uh, in in this market. Um, you know, you, when you think about, you know, the the, the document business is about a one billion dollar business. The digital media business is a ten billion dollar business. So th this is really where the company is. Um, you know, they they have the tools that that have that 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 digital creators need to make the content. They have the tools that marketers need to, to, to do their campaigns and attract that content, you know, adverti digital advertising. Um, so uh, they're really in a, in a, in a great, uh, great competitive position here. Um, again, as, as the economy opens up, we have these verticals that you know disappeared in 2020, things like travel and entertainment, lodging, you know, uh, cruise lines, you know, these things like that. You know, if those come back, you know, that, that's, that's a real, that's a real positive for advertising um, and, and, you know, digital advertising in particular.